Today on the podcast, we are talking to the current Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride, Lynn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews from exciting people in various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing, diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. So hi, Don. So that was a nice, nice little read there. You caught yourself. I caught myself, but you know what? It's because I had a flashback. Last week, when we just helped Barak and Sheba do this. Oh, yes. Uh, on a future podcast, we'll be having a multi-person audience thing. Actually, and that'll be on next month's, uh, actually next week's BSing with Barak and Sheba. Nice. That'll be interesting to hear. That was that was interesting to do, interesting to hear, and just, just awesome all around. So today on the podcast, as we mentioned in the beginning, we're going to be speaking with uh, Lynn, who mm-hmm. is our Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride, newly anointed, although we did run into her at the uh, AIS event COPE, Cope just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so got to hang out with her a little bit in the um, cigar social area. And you know what? That was actually kind of neat because she comes from... GLLA is the first place that, that I came across her, mm-hmm. that I can remember. And when we were in the Cigar Social at COPE, we were doing high protocol. I was kneeling next to you, you know, and some people kind of kind of looked at us like, oh, hey, what, what, what are they doing? I don't know what the protocol is. I think I'll just skirt around it. Whereas Lynn kind of came up to us and asked you if she could speak to me because she had a question Mm -hmm. and, you know, and didn't take offense when I didn't join the conversation when she was talking to you. And that was really neat to know someone that that's not scared of the protocol, I guess. (laughs) It didn't put her off, you know, she wasn't totally sure what to do, but she kind of Figured it out as she went along. Absolutely. So, that was awesome. And we'll get to talking to her uh, in just a bit. We don't have a lot of business before that, so we do have an interesting question of the the day, uh, which almost could be a topic on itself for the podcast, but uh, our question of the day is, what uh, fantasy books did you read before getting into the lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to expand that to uh, a little bit of discussion about, are, are they of any value now? Ooh, well, this question, sorry, this question came up because someone last night brought in their collection of the Anne Rice books, claiming Sleeping Beauty, you know, and that type of thing. And, And they were like, yeah, I tried to read it, but it wasn't really my thing. But I know people get stuff out of it, so I'm going to give it away. Mm -hmm. Brought it to the room to give it away. And, you know, the rest of us are, like, drooling over it. So, you know, and, and she's like, well, she was there with her submissive, and, and, you know, his eyes were lit up, too. And she's like, I just didn't find anything useful in this. I mean, nothing's really real. Nothing's really 
something I can incorporate into my life. And me and him are drooling going, oh my God, do you remember the scene in the book that's like blah, blah, blah. And then this other submissive come up and said, no, I remember this one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was really funny because each of us remembered our own scene that, I mean, we're drooling and sparkling and, you know, I'm sure bits are tingling and yeah no it's not something we can like really I mean one of the scenes is about a submissive being impaled on a statue I remember that scene and having to to stay impaled on that dildo statue all night and so, so one of the problems <laughs> that your friend had with the Anne Rice books and people uh, who review the Fifty Shades book like ourselves mm-hmm. or the Gorian books mm-hmm. from a perspective or, or Marketplace Though I love marketplace. Um, okay, from yeah, I guess so. That applies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, review them from a perspective. If you review these books from a perspective of a technical manual on how to do power exchange, how to do BDSM, uh, then you're going to have a completely different perspective of if you review them from a perspective of wank fodder, yeah, fantasy fodder, right? Um, I don't know that anybody thought of the Gorian books as this is how I read... Well, I guess some people do translate that stuff into things that they want to incorporate into their life. Mm-hmm. There are Gorian groups out there, and we've had Gorian presenters at PXS and very nice people. Uh, for those that hate Gorians and the Gorian lifestyle, I ask you, I challenge you to say, have you met any Gorians? Right. Are you basing this off of FetLife people and people you've met in IRC? Are you basing this off of people you've gone and visited their house and said, no, this is not legitimate. This is, this is bullshit. Because mm-hmm. the few people that we've met seem to be pretty okay and seem to be enjoying themselves and growing and pretty much the same things I get out of Power Exchange. They get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at a book like Story of O and you say, oh, well, that's not a great book because it doesn't represent the real lifestyle nobody's asking it to represent the real lifestyle if you want a book that represents the lifestyle go read living ms right Um, right but don't read our other book sex (laughs) stories and power exchange and say well it's a real reflection of the power you know it's not it's not intended to be right so now for myself i read some of the gore books prior to coming into the lifestyle but because i was a sci-fi fan not because i was a Slave and sex fan. I was a fan of sex. Uh, did it? But the question is, did it make you tingle? Did it give you any thoughts about power exchange? No, no. no? For me, it did not. I was too young to um, incorporate that as a oh, boy. Yeah. That's something. See, I would read fantasy from a perspective of it's fantasy. Yeah. Not from a perspective of something I wanted to do. You know, it might be something... Oh, I can't even... Boy, I bet I did jerk off to those gore books. Yeah, see, I can't remember, because I was young, too, when I found the gore books. Um, I had an uncle that was reading them and just happened to pick up one of the books one day, and I never really got... Like you, you know, Priest Kings of Gore. I'm reading it for the fantasy aspect, going, wow, this is really out there, you know? I didn't know stuff like this existed, and enjoying the book. But by the time I was old enough to find The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty, what I found interesting was I did tingle. Mm-hmm. I did drool. I did get that, that, oh, my God. You know, knowing that it could never really be real, you know, but still getting all these feelings about how it really turned me on and, you know, wanting to be taken. Right. 
and made to do these things, walking through the town naked, you know, and all that stuff. So it was the underlying story, not the actual details of the story, that really got me going and made me want to look for something real. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's the trick, and I think that's that's why people like these, because it brings the, up that sensation of what they would like to find in real life, even though the details will take a different form. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's the, you know, the value of these is that if you recognize that it makes you tingle, then it does, and it's also the, the negative aspect of these is that when you do, you don't want to get so stuck into it to think that, wow, if my real life doesn't compare to how that girl was treated in the marketplace, then, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm, I'm selling myself short. Well, no, you're never going to find that situation, but certainly you can, as you said, encapsulate some of those aspects into your day-to-day living. Yeah, and, you know, you can look at some of the stuff and see what turns you on and really use it as a place for self-reflection because we were talking about those scenes in The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty, and there's actually a scene that um, I found erotic that I would never do. And I found that kind of neat to look at, too. And there's a, there's a scene that involves a kitten and milk and nipples. I don't know that and scene. I don't know that scene. Right. There, I tried to block it out of my head, but I was remembering it last night. And it's where they put cream on Beauty's nipples uh-huh. and then have the cat lick it off. Oh, and sure. it's supposed to be, you know, humiliating. And here she gets excited because it's manual manipulation, you know. Right. But then she's humiliated because th- this is not something you're supposed to do, and, you know, and things like that. So, you know, to look at that and, and the scene and, and just look at it as, okay, so why wouldn't I? What's wrong with this? Mm-hmm. Still tingling and why, you know. And, and you can really just look at it as a way for self-growth. So <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's kind of neat. You know? Stay away from my cat. I will absolutely stay away from your cat. <laughs> Uh, so, I, 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 I guess, you know, you look at the, the books, uh, and you can expand that out to other fantasies, like mm-hmm. The Secretary, uh, Caligula, I'll throw out there. Uh, although not a power exchange book, of course, it has got some really, you don't remember, we it, you're shit-faced. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. We own, yeah, I was really shit-faced the one night we looked at it. That was a long time ago. We so, have a copy of it and haven't, I haven't there's, I would recommend, you know, all these books, uh, Fantasy. As long as you understand their fantasy, go read them. You're not hurting anything. Yeah. And if yeah. you dig it, great. If you don't dig it, and I was just reading a thread about the story of O. Mm-hmm. And um, here's here's the so here's a uh, some people posted. I loved that book. I thought it was well written. I enjoyed it. Other right. people wrote posted. I hated that book. I thought it was horribly written. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm okay with that. The ones that annoy me are the people that post, I never read that book, but here's what I think. Right, right. You know, the story of O, do you remember when we did the High Protocol dinners Uh way back when at, at, um, 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 down in Obetz? Yeah. Well, we were actually going to create the O dresses for one of the dinners. Ah. So, and the O dress, it looks like a full body dress, but it's split in the back. And the front. So if you like pull on the sides, uh-huh. it opens everything up. So that was going to be when we're, and we couldn't forget anybody. We couldn't find anybody that could make them for us. I know people now, though. Uh, indeed. Ooh, I'm putting it on my list. O dress. So and you know that's where the O rings came from. You know, so many of us wear the slave rings, yeah. but they're O rings from the store. Yep. 
you know? And a lot of people get things out of pulling little pieces from different places. Sure, sure. So, love it. So, uh, you can tell us what fantasy books you've read or what your question of the day is by reaching out to us via Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or with the Got Comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. And, of course, we uh, like getting the occasional voicemail, 614-414-2072. Nice, nice, nice. You know, we got some new subscribers to the mailing list. Let's knock those out real quick. All right. So, new mailing list. Oh, it's October. Just about time for a new mailing list, our new email to go out, newsletter. We have Alan from Kentucky. Joan from Ohio. Green Leaf Fairy from Ohio. Lovely name. Eric from Indiana. And Robin from Massachusetts. So, again, a kind of a local area, mm-hmm. with the exception of uh, Robin, mm-hmm. uh, our hometown and the neighboring states. Awesome, awesome. So, so did, you, did you see what I was wearing last night? Yeah, that's a new shirt. Where'd you get that at? <laughs> I got a lot of neat comments on that at Monkey Puzzle Club. I got a picture, too. I'll put it on FET. Um, somebody sent me a link. Everybody knows my Facebook is my vanilla space, mm-hmm. but every once in a while, I'll just get tagged in a picture, and it'll just say my name, and that's it. And sometimes it's expensive stuff. Sometimes it's stuff I can afford. And this time it was a Woot shirt. Hi. Hi. Aw. We has company. We do have company. Can, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> finish your... Uh, well, I'm trying to... The, the, uh, uh, if we should introduce our company, how we should introduce our company, or just keep going. It just got you all, all confused. So, yeah. So I bought the Woot shirt that's got the... Uh, the octopus on the front. So yes. It's a black shirt. With you should the white. put a picture of that on FET. You got a lot of, a lot of uh, good feedback on the FET, uh, on Facebook. I did. I did. It's a very nice looking so, shirt, too. It is. And it's kind of neat because it's an extra large. So it's showing how much weight I'm losing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat. I was watching a video earlier today about a, a naked woman who was putting signs up in front of her saying, you know, one side, it's kind of the, the in excess sort of view, the put a sign up, give you a chance to read it, put it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the signs were along the lines of, uh, so you think I'm fat, well, guess what, fuck you. Uh-huh. And, which is fine, I kind of thought it would be better if she said, well, no fucking for you. That would have been probably more effective. <laughs> I like that. So, awesome, heading out. Okay. We will see you later. Hi. We're not you podcast listeners. That's our, our physical guest here in the uh, studio. Slave formerly known as Jim. Oh, see, see, I do. That's where the big pause was earlier. I didn't know if I, <laughs> who used to be our slave Jim. Yes. And is currently wearing a different coat uh, at this moment, uh, staying with us for a little while. Not nearly as much debauchery as you might assume. No. But not actually, so much. listeners, go ahead and assume She's all the debauchery. <laughs> She's assume too all tired. The, Assume what you wish. Assume what you wish. So, uh, Fet Mail, Dragon's Little Red Pixie, reached out and said hi. And on Facebook, Pinky, J, Dev, and Kamski. 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 Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. So, awesome. Bye. See you later. And then one other thing before we uh, get into Lynn's podcast. I do want to mention, we were recently on the Bliss Bringers podcast. And, oh, um... Had a great time on that podcast. It's always fun to be interviewed by somebody else. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. And they put a lot of energy and effort into actually editing their podcast, unlike we do. So here <laughs> we just had somebody walk through the apartment. So we said hi and had a conversation in the middle of the podcast. We ain't edited in shit. 
And but they actually do edit things. Uh, very impressed with that. You should go check out the Bliss Bringers podcast. Nice, 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 nice people to talk to too. So, but uh, you know, we got we got some stuff. We don't usually talk about our upcoming stuff, but we've actually got quite a bit of stuff going on over the next month or so. Do we? We do. We got a Sterling Shadow Continuum coming up in Dayton. I think I'm gonna go to their munch tomorrow night. Oh, good. So, and then, um, so we'll be teaching something on Polly there and to prepare for Beyond the Love. And then we've got uh, Kinky College coming up after that. We're actually doing quite a bit at Kinky College. I think we've got three workshops plus a brown bag lunch roundtable that we're um, hosting plus two 12-step meetings. And I think that's it, but that's quite enough. (laughs) And then we have, it looks like we are putting together the Board of Education in Detroit for December. So that will be awesome. So a lot of traveling around, a lot of Mm -hmm. appearances in a variety of places. Absolutely. But do you know what I had the most fun with? Well, let's see. Did I have the most fun with that over the last week? Hmm. Anyway, one of my fun high points of the last week was game night. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. We got to play Star Trek Catan. How geeky are we? <laughs> but that's because I won. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> I see. I see. So that's how that goes. That was pretty nice, though. We had a bunch of people come over to the room and just had a nice old game of... Uh, just played a couple of games. Of course, I had to play some um, Cards Against Humanity, but played some... Um, what was the other game that they were playing over there? Uh, it's our game, too, and I can't remember the name uh, of Cranium. it. Cranium. Cranium, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So we used to play that. And what, you were playing Carcassonne when mm-hmm. I came in with the pizza? Yeah. And then we played Catan. So, so it's not all BDSM all the time. No, it's nice to get to know people socially as well, you know? This is a big community, and it's, it's just neat to know people on a personal level. So, and not just play all the time. Though play is good, so... <laughs> So, Dawn, here we are still in a hotel room with a beautiful woman. And I tell you, it's an interesting <laughs> aspect of our life. We end up with a, uh, in a hotel room with beautiful women and men all the time. And when we run Scarlet Sanctuary, look at how many naked bodies are under our hands. But, it's been a full weekend. <laughs> but this time, instead of a uh, delightful opening line, I simply have a microphone, and that's what got us in here. So, we're sitting here with Lynn, who is the newly anointed Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride. Lynn, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. So, what in the world is a Great Lakes Miss Leather Pride? <laughs> a me, right now. <laughs> um, I, I went to uh, GLLA in Indianapolis um, after competing at the Indiana state contest and um, and ran for Great Lakes. Uh, the previous Miss Great Lakes Leather Pride was uh, Cherry's Jubilee from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's women in our community who are willing to stand up and jump through the hoops uh, to represent the community and make, make positive impacts. Okay. So. Awesome. So why run for the title? Because I want... Uh, I'm... I've never felt so at home in my entire life as I do when I'm with leather people. And um, it's a community that I think is, is worth the investment of my time. And um, I, I want to be able to do everything I can to improve that and, and show other people um, how neat it is to feel like you belong. It's a really powerful thing. 
What, what is the, here we are, we're just wrapping up a three-day kink event. Yes. What's the difference between a kink event and a leather event? Why would, one per, why would you choose to go to one or the other? Oh, that's a good question. I, I go to <laughs> a fair number of kink events. Are you feeling in your judge mode here? <laughs> I kind of feel like I've jumped into my judge mood. I've got questions for you, so. <laughs> um, I mean, they're a very different vibe. Um, kink is, um, in my perspective, much more about um, play. Um, whereas leather has uh, much deeper roots in history. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll see a lot more protocol at, at leather events. Um, well, except for power exchange, which throws all that out the window because there's tons <laughs> of protocol there. <laughs> Um, and, and I think the big difference is uh, if if I'm just looking to have a good time and kind of play, then, then that's more of a kink event for me. Uh-huh. If um, uh, I'm looking to find uh, like deeper connections and, and grow in my community and learn more, um, that's, that's more leather. But a lot of leather events have similar classes to kink events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a little different. A lot it's of a, crossover. Yeah. What are the what's the responsibilities of a and specifically we'll start off with the responsibilities of a Miss Leather Pride for Great Lakes. Um, to not make a jerk out of myself. I don't know if I'm allowed, <laughs> what words I'm allowed to say on here. <laughs> well, we don't deal with any fucking uh, cursing at all. All right, I'm not allowed to make an ass out of myself. Okay. Uh, no, you're allowed. <laughs> we won't. No, that. no, I'll get I'll get emails and phone calls saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Bump on the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my responsibility is to represent my community. Mm-hmm. Uh, one way I get to do that is I get to choose whether I want to go to the Olympus uh, International Competition or go to IMSL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've chosen to go to IMSL, which I'm sure is going to be very challenging, but I'm excited about it. So I will be traveling out to California early next year so to represent the, our community. For those that might not be aware, what is IMSL? What does it stand for? International Miss Leather. It's uh, the female version of IML, if you're familiar with IML in Chicago over Labor Day. Okay. So what do you you view, in your opinion, the responsibilities of a title master in general, other than don't make an ass out of yourself and run for the next layer of contest? Is there more to it than that? Title master. I'm not going to use the word master and myself in the same sentence. That makes me all sorts of uncomfortable. Title master. Title holder. Title, yeah. Uh, I, I think um, the reason the reason I'm doing this is because I think that people who are coming up in the community should take it on themselves to make it their own and improve it in any way they can, and this gives me a platform to be able to do that. Nice, but certainly uh, people without titles can benefit the community. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're sitting there thinking, yes. No, that's very true. So, I mean, there's other ways that you could benefit the community. And I'm, I'm trying to think of you on stage, because we got to watch you, you win did. your title. Yeah. So, and, and you ran against someone else who was also worthy of getting the title. I know as a, as a judge, it gets a little funky when there's, there's oh, yeah. two good contestants up there. Yeah. So, Cookie Slut's an amazing, amazing woman. Yes. And uh, backstage before we won, we were both kind of holding hands, and 
almost at the same time we went to say the same sentence, which was, we are both okay with either one mm-hmm. of us. Nice. Yeah, an amazing person. Yeah. So, what do you, th- well, see, the question I want to ask is, what do you think swayed the judges? But, you know, I don't want to go there. Oh, I do, I do. We lost a contest, <laughs> and I don't want people to ask me, what do you think swayed the judges? You know, away from. Away no, I do. From. I'm okay with asking that question. Um, it, um... It, it was very close. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were certainly no landslides, so I don't think that there's really sway in that okay. situation, right? You know, we do um, an interview, we do a speech, we do a fantasy, we do pop questions, and it it, it just so happened that okay. I did marginally better than she did. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your uh, so. the fantasy? Now the fantasy is is the scene <laughs> that gets set up. Yes. And you have like two or three or four or five minutes. To put together a scene that the audience watches, right, and the judges actually judge you on this scene. What was your fantasy? Yes, scene? so um, the theme was disco, and I'm completely overzealous and creative, and putting a creative kinky person in in this. Okay, so do anything you want on stage. Right. It's like disco. I want to be a human disco ball. Right. So, um, it actually started completely different. It started as some kind of weird disco, circus, carny, drag me, abduct me, beat me, throw me in a disco ball thing, kind of like with an, an it type deal. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, was going to say, it's a very Stephen King sort of feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we realized trying to communicate that in the amount of time that we had. Right. Um, my, my friends liked to bring me back to planet Earth, and they were like, when this is... This is not going to work. <laughs> so we ended up doing more of a prom thing. Okay. So I was uh, I was crowned prom queen and then prom king, um, Walt, a good friend of mine, we were dancing and he got handsy. So then I'd smack him away and um, the girls who lose and him conspire to basically like grab me and cut off all of my clothing and beat me and step on me and... Tie me up and turn me into a disco ball. It was it was very neat to, to watch. <laughs> it was so so being in the in the crowd in the audience. We got to see. I didn't get to see a lot of the contests during the day. The various different steps, you know, for the, for each of the contests at GLLA. Um, we ended up having other responsibilities, but you know, seeing you on stage, I happen to know other questions to ask you. So, <laughs> and one of them is is that your um, speech, your two minute speech, was actually very different than what we usually come across mm-hmm. and thought it was very courageous and I, I kind of got a feeling this what might have been a swear you know this this could have been a swear because you were courageous with what you brought up and therefore a courageous person to represent the community that tends to not bring out it's human nature we tend to not bring out the stuff that we could get judged for mm-hmm. so you know so you're up on stage being judged and now you're going to bring out a heavy topic mm-hmm. that everybody else will be judging for, <laughs> you know, not just your judging panel. So, why the choice for that speech? And what was your speech about? Just to cue in the audience. That yes. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I changed my speech a week before the contest. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really passionate about bottoms education, and I think there needs to be a lot more of it. And I had this fantastic speech written out about how um, if bottoms want more education they need to advocate for it and um, about a week before I just really felt compelled to to do a speech about um, HSV2 herpes 
um, because of it, I've been in the community for about three-ish years now, and the most isolated I have ever felt was when I found out I was HSV2 positive. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, this was my opportunity to do whatever I could to encourage the community to start healthy conversations. Because you can go into uh, most events, and if you want to talk about HIV, people will stand there and have a conversation. It's, it's relatively normal. But if you bring up HSV, you can kind of watch people shift mm-hmm. or, or herpes. I realize some people don't know that HSV means herpes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that it needs to be that way. And I, I think that that um, fear that's still in our community is making people feel more isolated. Or at least that, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did a speech talking about how it's impacted my life. Um, and uh, I hope <laughs> the conclusion of the speech was people felt like they could at least start talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I don't know how else to start to get rid of a stigma aside from encouraging healthy conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Do, I, you, do you consider yourself fairly educated about herpes then? Yes, I've done some research. Because that also would be part <laughs> of the, you know, when you open that door, people are either going to shift the topic or they're going to say, oh, I thought that was this or I thought that was that or tell me more about this or can I do this? Yeah, I actually started a group on FetLife um, because there's two fairly large groups on FetLife about herpes. Um, I started a new group because it was hard for me on FetLife to find information that was medical about herpes mm-hmm. and I'm a data-driven person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I want numbers I want I want statistics I you know I want to know what test was run who ran it if there were biases if there were biases yeah <laughs> so um, I started a group um, I called it I don't know if you go my, my profile which is underscore lynn underscore on FetLife you can find it it's like medical herpes or herpes medical information I can't remember what I named it right now but um, <laughs> I went on there to post stuff about you know what is HSV1 versus HSV2 um, what are what are some of the the health impacts uh, studies that show that you can spread it even if you don't have an outbreak um, I think I just started one on there about medications. So just to be in, it's just, this is either, this is the question I have, or this is what the topic is and a link. And it'll be a link to the CDC. It'll be a link to, um, a reputable medical institution. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not a discussion board by any means. It's just supposed to be, uh, for reference okay. so people can yeah. get informed. See, so I'm, I'm sitting here with questions, but as you're not a doctor, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. So, but. You know, I've, I've got a couple of questions, if you don't mind, if, okay. if you feel like you're, you're, you're ready for that. About herpes. Sure. All right. So, um, oral sex. Oral sex. Condoms, no condoms. What's you, the spreading thing? You. <laughs> What's uh, the spreading thing? <laughs> 80% of the population gets cold sores. Mm-hmm. Cold sores are HSV-1, period. Right. From everything that I've run. read. You can get... HSV-1 genitally, you mm-hmm. can do that through oral sex. Um, it's not that common. I don't remember the statistic for the transfer. Right, right. But, but yeah, it's possible for sure. So, just wondering, because I would tell people um, barriers for everything, and they're like, ooh, even oral? And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. And it's so funny because, you know, 
people have cold sores and I don't know very many people who say, hold on, we're going to do this. Do you get cold sores? Right. You know, they, that question doesn't come up as much, um, even though it's, it's right. the same or different, same type of virus. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So when you talk about herpes, are you talking about only genital herpes? I am, yeah. Okay. Because uh, really, there, there, there's the oral and the genital version, and they are somewhat different strains. Is yeah. that right? HSV-1 and HSV-2. Okay, cool. I was not aware. Uh, I, too, am not a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think about as far as... Are you, how do you self-identify as far as sexuality? Um, Hetero, oh, bi... I identify as bi, but by our community's definition, I think I would be more pan. Um, the reason I choose to identify as bi is because I think you have to give people, uh, like people being the vanilla mm-hmm. world, um, pieces, amounts of information that they can digest, right? right. And um, I'm, I'm out at work as bi, and so I'm just like, I'm just going to kind of keep this across the board. Yeah. I love people, and anatomy is secondary, and that's kind of the deal. Do you think that the leather community... And I know, I understand a lot of the leather community is continuing to say, oh, we're, we're pansexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel it is a comfortable place for hetero people? I'm not hetero. I don't know. Do you think it's... <laughs> as the, Good answer. As the Miss Leather Pride title holder for Great Lakes... Yes. Aha. <laughs> do you think it's important for hetero people to feel comfortable in the leather community? Yes, I do. Uh, I have friends who are... Uh, they're a married couple, and he's het, and she's bi, and um, they're very, very involved in the leather community, even though they have a, a more standard type of of interaction or relationship. Mm-hmm. I love it because she had to turn it to, well, I have het friends. And usually the comment <laughs> is, well, I have gay friends. Right. right. <laughs> well, awesome. asked about het, so in my head I had to go to, okay. Well, I just loved it. All right. Because I love the expression on your face when you're like, a label? What? What? <laughs> I have to think of a label. Hold on. <laughs> so, awesome, awesome. <laughs> so, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. If you, um, what do you think is going to be the big difference in your life if you win or the international Miss Leather? I would like to win. Mm-hmm. Although winning or losing isn't going to change my motivation to make a difference. So, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Obviously, it would be an honor to be the next Amazon. Mm-hmm. That, that would be a huge honor if, if my community decided to, to give that to me. Um, but I don't know that it will take, I don't know that it will make differences in the actions I will take moving forward. Okay. So, I mean, it'll, I'll have a, a, a bigger platform to be able to speak from, mm-hmm. which would be nice, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to keep talking anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very cool. How can I find out more about Lynn? Um, on FetLife, uh, I'm Lynn, L-Y-N-N, with underscores on either side, you can find me there, and there's an email listed on there, too. 
Fantastic. Awesome. Communication that way. Great. Great. It's great spending time with you. Thank you, Lynn. You too. Thank you.